for Geek Gamer Weekly. Center of the most calculating intelligence on Earth. The Uber Podcast, just for geeks and gamers. We have news for the beautiful people. There's a lot more of us in our view. With your hosts, Joseph Falby. Men wanted to be like him. Women wanted to be with him. John Kessler. He will be talked about in the same way that Rockefeller and Carnegie and, and Ford are talked about. And Chase Nunes. For your information, butthead, he's headed for the video championships in Los Angeles. Now, live from Earth. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened then? When? Just now. It's Geek Gamer Weekly. This is Geek Gamer Weekly, episode 214, recorded on Sunday, September 16th, 2012. Will you buy an iPhone 5? Hey everybody, welcome again to another edition of Geek Gamer Weekly. This is the Uber podcast for geeks and gamers, where we talk about the latest in technology and video games, or it could be board games, and really anything gaming, we're, we don't have much to do. My name is Chase Nunes, and we have a great show, huge pack show, talking about the iPhone, the Wii U, Steam, Valve. We have so much to, t- uh, to chat about this week, but it wouldn't be a Geek Gamer Weekly without this gentleman right over here. He moderates our forum poorly. Here he is, folks, Mr. John Kessler. What's up, John? How are you? Just ducky. All right, man. Just watching the text scroll by going, all right. Yeah, you're like, eh. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. Eh. As long as they're not fighting too much in there. Yeah, let them fight. Let them fight to the text death. Yeah. So, uh, what have you been doing? What did you do over the weekend? Absolutely nothing. That's uh, and, and you- Lies. I know he pre-ordered a Wii U. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he probably did. Did not. Sure he did. That voice that you hear is the birthday boy himself, Mr. Joseph Falby, joining us on his birthday. Happy birthday, friend. Hey, how's it going? 42 now? Yeah, 42, Chase. Uh, that wasn't John, me. That's right. No, yeah, I'm sorry. It's hard to tell you two apart. <laughs> you know, we just yeah. did episode 42 of Minecraft Me, John. That's, you know yeah, that? that's that's oh. why it's on the mind, yeah. Oh, okay. And then, you know, I was I was in a pinball tournament over the weekend. We were doing the, the, the did pin. Did you score 42 points? I Actually, my score. <laughs> no, we were doing pin golf format. So we you play nine machines. And my lowest sco- score? Lowest score. To, and it was 42. So I swear oh. to God, I got 42. I saw it too many times over the weekend. <laughs> Joining us this week, uh, we have another John. He's been on the show before. Uh, he's the voice that you hear when you watch the Big Brother Rewind on the GFQ <laughs> Network. Here he is, folks, Mr. John Bob. What's up, John? How are you, man? Oh, man. Is, is my face really that red on camera right no, now? No, actually. I, of the, go ahead. I was going to say it matches your shirt perfectly. <laughs> So yeah, that's all it is. It's just a reflection of light from the shirt onto my face. I'm not I'm not burned it whatsoever. That's just my shirt. Yeah, that's right. It's the uh, the light reflection coming off your shirt. That's that's exactly <laughs> exactly what it is. I knew I know I knew I wrote, wore red for a reason today. That's right. <laughs> but it looks good though. It looks good. <laughs> Matches everything. You know, perfect lighting. Now it's it's like a. It's like a glow. It looks looks good on you. you know, I'd give him a hard time, but I'm still waiting for the stream. Oh, there it is. The stream finally caught up to him. Yeah, using your tablet yeah. as a monitor just doesn't work, John. It's the Internet. It's, yeah, no, it's not. Okay. It's a, it, it is partly the Internet. You know, I could put us on a tape delay now. I could. 
I could put us like on a thirty second delay. So if I need to dump the stream or something for some odd reason, why? Uh, whatever. Unless unless John goes on one of his notorious, uh, um, you know, swear binges, I don't think that's going to be a problem. No, John, I'm not drinking tonight, so it's fine. Okay. Oh. I mean, other than my Pepsi, but it's you know straight Pepsi, nothing added to it. All right. Yeah. Uh, today's top story. This week in the world of technology is this really cool app called the Soundboard Remote. Uh, it's made by Ambrosia Software. This thing is freaking awesome. I encourage all you guys to go out there and get it. No, it's not. Top story is this thing. Mm-hmm. iPhone 5. It's the biggest thing to happen to the iPhone since iPhone. <laughs> I, that's a quote. Since that's whatever. a direct quote from their website. Yeah. So uh, Apple had their huge announcement last Wednesday uh, downtown San Francisco, and uh, we found out about the iPhone 5. We also found out uh, we learned more about uh, iOS 6. We also learned about the new iPod Nano refresh and the new iPod Touch refresh. We also learned that the iPod Classic was not killed off, subject uh, contrary to some reports that were, were put out there. So... It is always customary to go to our Apple fan, stockholder, and birthday boy first before we go on to any other person in Apple story. So, Joe, iPhone 5. Did you pre-order? Did you stay up to midnight and pre-ordered it? I, I did not pre-order. Okay. But that's because I'm under contract. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to get one in the next couple months here. Right. Um because of the way things are, I, uh, we have two on on our on the phone plan that I'm part of. We have two phones that are on contract, one phone that's not, and so the phone that's not, we may replace it with an iPhone five, and then I'll swap phones with that phone. So okay. then I would end up with an iPhone five. But haven't decided that for sure yet. Should know in about a month. Okay. Um, as for the iPhone five itself, it, I it's exactly what we expected from all the rumors, which is probably the most disappointing thing about it. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, um, uh, it's it's. I think I said it. I think I, I talked to you a little bit about it, Chase, I, uh, during our, our um, Minecraft show on Thursday. I think I said it's. I was kind of bummed out because I knew and everyone knew exactly what was coming down the line because the 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 secrecy just wasn't there like it had been in the past. You know that Steve Jobs was so adamant about keeping things quiet and doing a reasonably good job at it that actual real hardcore links leaks did not come out very often. Right. And with this one, we had pictures of the chassis a month ago. We had pictures of the motherboard a few weeks ago. We had pictures of the co- virtually a completed phone within within a, a couple weeks ago as well. So there really weren't any surprises. As for what it has, I know a lot of people. There, there some people. There's uh, people mentioning in the chat room they want other features. Uh, one one is um, uh, a replaceable battery. That's never, ever, 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 ever going to happen on an iPhone or an iPod. Joe says no. It's simply not going to happen. That's not something Apple wants to do, and they never have wanted to do, and they never will do. There's no reason for them to do it. NFC, a lot of people thought there might be NFC in this phone, and then a few things read... A few things talked about why there wouldn't be, and uh, one of the big reasons it w- that that it, and it kind of makes sense that there wouldn't be is NFC doesn't have a whole lot of adoption yet. Um, if it does in the next year or so, NFC will probably be integrated in the next phone. It's not hard to add. It's just there's no reason for it right now. And um, and the last one, of course, is people want a bigger phone. 
uh, or a bigger screen, yeah. which I don't. Um, honestly, I know a few people who said the four inch screen was getting was on almost getting too big. Uh, the idea of being able to reach the entire screen with your thumb um, without having to stretch is um, is is good. Is is something that we want in a phone. At least they went the right direction. They didn't make the phone any wider. They just made it taller. Uh, we don't. If you want a tablet, if you want a full tablet interface, then you're you got to get a tablet. If you want a phone, you should have a phone, something that fits in your pockets, easy to carry around. Um, but uh, do you think wire- no, I- wireless charging makes any difference? I know there was this article from Daily Finance that touched on two of those three features. Yeah. Uh, you know, NFC and the screen. Do you think wireless charging makes a big difference? Well, you know, wireless charging. I know a lot of people just scoff at it and think it's silly. On my Palm phones that I had, I had it had, of course, it had the Touchstone with wireless charging. I actually really liked it. It was well done. It worked reasonably well most of the time. I never had, I didn't have very many problems with it, um, and uh, and it was really convenient. Just dropping it on the on the uh, on the charger next to my bed was really really convenient. That is a feature I would love to see. Yeah. Um, the only issue with that, and the reason why Apple won't put it into it again, is they think the thinner the phone, the better, and. Um, and I don't think they're going to go away from that. That's part of why they switched the uh, the port on the bottom and uh, why they've moved some of the components around to where they are. Uh, the thinner the phone, at least in their opinion, the better. As for, you know, if it's if it's the, the, the end-all, be-all iPhone, well, that's going to be up to the end user to decide. I think it's not a bad phone. Um, it, it, they sold out of the pre-orders uh, within a couple hours on Friday at midnight. Let me let me um, stop you right there just for a quick second because part of me, you know, I'm I'm always a skeptic when it comes to certain things, mm-hmm. and I'm part of me wonders would Apple and it wouldn't put it past them to intentionally have stock levels lower than usual to to make it seem that it's po- more popular than it is to help push the, the profile of this phone. It, would that even be possible? Oh, I mean, of course it's possible, but it's possible for anybody to do that. I mean, the same thing could be said about Microsoft limiting availability of the Xbox on launch. Or, right, yeah. Or um, Nokia limiting availability of their phones on launch. The, right. I mean, the same thing can be said about any of those things. It's certainly possible. Yeah. Whether it makes business sense, I don't know. Um, they want to make it seem in demand, but Apple's a publicly traded company. The number of sales, the number of units sold is going to come out. It has to. So... Even if they try to hide it, that's to some degree at the beginning. Eventually, it will it will have to come out, and the, those numbers will be available. So we'll, we'll know. We'll it's know. Just, it, we we'll know initial know. stock levels, or we'll know initial sales levels. Because we'll, that's a we'll big know difference. Sales, we'll know sale num- uh, sale levels. But see, that's a that's a a little bit of a difference because you know people are still going to go ahead and and buy it, whether or not they're able to get it on launch day, if they well, really want it. Yeah, I don't know. I, maybe they limited the number that were available for pre-sale, so they'd have more in stores. If it's that, is that what you're thinking? Well, I'm thinking perhaps you know more for stores, more for supplier, or more for uh, carriers. Because before, you know, iPhones were only available straight through iPhone um, yeah. or through Apple stores. Now you have AT and T, Verizon, and and Sprint uh, in play here. And let me let me get uh, Mr. John Bubb in here about the, about the iPhone real quick. I mean, obviously, you guys covered this on Tech News Weekly on GFQ. Mm-hmm. What are, what are your feelings about the new iPhone 5 launch? Uh, this is kind of an interesting situation because a lot of people seem like they're very disappointed when the announcement happened uh, regarding the new specs for the iPhone 5. But then again, if you think about it, this is a phone that was not only the most leaked, it's also a phone that we thought was going to come out last year. So we were already uh, a year ago disappointed with the iPhone 5. 
if you think about it. Because the iPhone 4S was also disappointing when it was also announced that it wasn't the iPhone 5. And it didn't necessarily have the same changes that people were looking for. And now we kind of have a repeat of that where people are like, you know, this is just nothing that makes me want to get an iPhone 5 because it's not much different from the 4S. But then again, I, wanna, I can't find anybody to tell me why. Nobody wants to tell me um, what they wanted to have in the new iPhone 5 that the 4S doesn't have. Nobody will tell me what it is that they want. But I think it's great. I think it's good that it has LTE in there. Um, nobody, of course, cares about NFC. I mean, where are you going to use it at? There's nobody that uses NFC. Uh, well, I'm the only probably person in the freaking world that has PayPass on my check card, and I really enjoy using it because when I go through a drive-thru, they have on the jack-in-the-box drive throughs they have this touchpad that you can touch, and you know it, it hits your phone. Uh, you know you don't have to take it. I mean, it's right there. I use it for my Nexus Pass. So I know that's RFID, not quite NFC, but same pr- in principle, I guess. So, but uh, but you you said you use that at Jack in the Box. Do you use it anywhere else? Seven uh, Eleven. Uh, okay, so that's two, and wherever wherever I uh, wherever I can find it, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean right? that. Well, that's the hard part, right? Is that the the penetration of NFC or that technology is so low right now that it doesn't make economical mm-hmm. sense to to it work on incorporating that into a phone is that I mean, really expensive to do that though uh i don't know who owns the rights to it so it's yeah. a royalty check to somebody yeah you but, can play devil's advocates oh and say that well 4g isn't available in a whole in a lot of markets right now yet there's a 4g chip in it well but the the number of people who are affected by 4g so 4g is not available in a lot of markets but it's a question of how many people in our are, are in markets that have it um i'm outside of 4g area but anybody inside Seattle, inside Portland, inside San Francisco, I mean, you think about the places where they've hit 4G, LTE stuff, they're all high population dense areas. If you go out in the middle of nowhere, no, of course not. You're barely, you're going to be lucky to have any cell phone coverage at all. But, uh, you know, it's the same sort of thing. Um, I don't know. Uh, L- I think LTE made sense. NFC d- makes sense to not have. Um, people are bitching about the new port. I kind of agree. They used, They went through 10 years of the old port. Um, and so now everybody has accessories that use the old docking port. Let's but, talk. Let's talk about that. Docking. Ten years. Let's talk about the docking port for a minute. So here's a yeah. picture of the new Lightning port, is what they're calling it. Uh, Lightning the, and Thunderbolt. <laughs> the cool thing about the port, though, is you can enter it, uh, insert it in frontwards and backwards. It doesn't matter. There's no orientation. You just stick it in the hole. If it fits, it ships. No, I'm sorry. That's another tagline. Um, <laughs> and they also redesigned uh, their earbuds. They're now calling them ear pods. No doubt if you call anything ear anything, you might get sued. Be careful. Um, but uh, So let's talk about the port here. Uh, first off, there was initial reports uh, that the that the phone would be shipping with an adapter. Uh, uh, the adapter to convert the lightning port to a, a standard 30-pin port. Apple says that that was a mistake. Uh, you are going to pay twenty nine ninety nine to get one of these adapters uh, to use. Now, their excuse, Apple's excuse, uh, for having this port on the phone in the first place was that everything is so tightly packed in the phone that they needed to change the the port on the phone to make things fit better. I don't know how much of that it's true. Uh, there's some analysis saying that you know this is not Apple's way of trying to squeeze more mon- money out of us by providing an adapter to pay for, but why charge twenty nine dollars for it when it probably costs them five bucks to make it? Because um, it's Apple, and that's that's the part that bugs me. It's like why 
why charge twenty nine bucks for an adapter when you when they know a lot a lot of people out there have so many devices uh, that you and have all these cables and all these things that are us- basically useless and they buy it unless they buy an adapter. I'll let Joe uh, Joe respond first. Well, my question is: Is the adapter going to have the analog out that the current port does? Yes, yes, it does. So it's going to have to convert all digital audio in the adapter to analog channels to go out. So, and so there's assume ch- assume audio and video as well. So there must be a chip in the adapter. There's got to be some kind of chip in the adapter. So maybe the thirty dollar. I mean, I'm sure it's a profit item, but it's probably a little less than than seventy five percent profit. Uh, okay. You know, I can't imagine that, but. But no, I mean, I guess it could be. I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll probably see when it comes out, like these cables come out on Monoprice or some of these other third-party sites. And I'll be curious to see how many of those are able to carry data but not able to carry the audio that the Apple One will or the video that the Apple One will. So, I mean, that's that's the big difference for me is, like, I have accessories that use the analog audio off that docking port. They're not going to work with this new one, but uh, with the adapter, I hadn't heard the adapter was going to enable the analog audio. So that's really good news for me. I'll yeah, I was, I was up too. I was reading about that. Now, do you think obviously it was? Do you think they should be including one in the box? Uh, I the I think that it's a slippery slope to say they should include one in the box. If they include one in the box, it means that accessory manufacturers are going to be less likely to push to move to the new plug. And they're going to be less likely for consumers to replace their equipment with gear that uses the new plug. Right. So, I mean, if I have an adapter, why should I bother changing? You know, so I, I think not including it. And plus, at one point, you decide not to include it. Well, next year, the iPhone 5S comes out. It has the same new plug, but everybody still has accessories for the old, the old docking port. Because it came, the four came with a, the five came with an adapter. So now, should we include an adapter in the five S? Right. Or the rumored uh, seven inch or eight inch um, iPad? You know, the same sort of thing. It, it just turns into a slope that I don't think they want to go down, and I don't blame them for not wanting you know, to go I, down. The, the thing is, I, I disagree on on one point, and that on probably most of the, those points. But fine, no, 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 no. Hey, I'm. It's, I can disagree. I mean, I, I no, think no. I'm, I, I'm, I want to hear why. Because this is a, a change. This is a major change after how many years we've had this old connector? Ten, ten years. Ten years well, we've had this. Wait, let me finish this far, thought real quick, and I'll let you speak, John. It's, it's, a, it's the last reminder of the original iPod. Right. So, or actually the second-gen iPod. So, you know, ten years, long time, lots of devices, yes. loads of accessories, loads of accessories. Yeah. No doubt a lot of people have... Some that have that have already been left behind because remember it changed voltages. It right. used to be a a firewire port. Now it's a USB port. Right. So some accessories have already been left behind, even though they're plug compatible. Yeah. What I'm trying to say here is, while I I'm okay with the move to the new port. Obviously, you know they it's it's time. A lot of handset manufacturers have made changes to new ports. I mean, like mini USB is a great example from proprietary yeah. weird connectors. A lot of phones have done this, so I'm not picking on Apple in this regard. However, 10 years, very long time. A lot of people have built up a lot of accessories. It makes sense to have a transitional, like here's an adapter to get you started. We'll have more available at this price point. You're basically telling people that you're going to have to buy an adapter. You're, that's basically what you're telling people. And I don't think that's really necessary for Apple to do, in my opinion. Um, Mr. John Bubb, what do you think? I, I kind of agree with you. And then I sort of akin this to parallel ports when we had printers that always offered uh, parallel ports for you to connect with. 
and that kind of changed to USB ports. And parallel ports are pretty much non-existent now. That's the kind of way I see this. Plus, I think there's added benefits to this new docking connector. It's supposed to be a lot faster, so I, I think the benefits to this um, kind of outweigh keeping the old docking connector because you're going to get that speed increase. No, no, I'm not I'm not discounting the, the connector, but, I mean, if you're going to bring up the parallel port analogy, uh, a lot of motherboards had both as a transitional thing. They didn't just cut off parallel ports and said, here's USB, go buy an adapter. Well, sure, they did on laptops. And you're talking about a device that um, is going to be hard. You don't, you don't necessarily have the space to have both options there. Well, no, but you have space the in the box to put an adapter. Sure. But that's just one of those things where whether you want to do that or not, uh, it's one of those things where uh, there's going to be new iPhone owners, and you don't need to provide uh, an adapter for the new iPhone owners. You know, that's one thing I want to know about. How many people are coming on board that are moving over from an older iPhone and that are coming in brand spanking new? That's... That's that's you know we don't know. I'm, my guess is there's going to be a lot more transit, more upgrading owners than new owners coming in. I think. Um, one last thing I wanted to talk about, um, and I know there's a lot of things to talk about with the new iPhone. You guys probably noticed the dock connector is next to the headphone port. Now it's on the same side. It's on the bottom, like the uh, iPod Touch has been. And the one thing. Did they do that because of space limitations, or did they do that so you can't have your phone docked and plugged into a headphone at the same time? Because that kind of, you know, I got used to that on my iPhone uh, uh, four. I have a, an older dock in in my in my bathroom that I uh, that I use to to listen to music while I'm you know getting getting ready in the morning, and I uh, the the dock charges my phone, but it doesn't provide the audio because it's one of those older things. But it keeps my my phone charging. And then I plug in my headphone jack on top, and I'm able to listen to audio. Now that's not going to happen with this new phone anymore, uh, unless the dock itself has both, I guess. Uh, why do you think they made that transition? Or they they obviously didn't think about that, or it's more of a space space thing? Anybody? Well, I, I think I think there was a couple reasons. Well, if you look at the um, if you look at the at the design or the the pictures of it, it's a, a fair distance away from the dock port. It also looks like it's almost exactly the same spacing as the um, iPod Touch has right. from its dock connector to its headphone jack. So I'm wondering if they're trying to make it more universal so that future products that, that will work with the iPod Touch will also work with the iPhone and vice versa um, in that respect. But if you put the adapter on there, I don't think the adapter covers up the 30-pin the adapter. I don't think the adapter covers up the headphone jack, so your older devices will still be able to be plugged in. Um, that's good. Yeah. And, uh, and the other reason I think they did it was a, was a, a design or an engineering aspect. Yeah. Uh, it, it makes sense for them to have the speakers and the dock, and it's probably easier for them to have the speaker, the dock, or the, the lightning port and the headphone jack all on the same, the same sort of subboard, the same sub assembly. And that way it just goes in as one piece rather than having to have, I think previously they had them on the same assembly, but it had to run all the way up to the top of the case and all the way down to the bottom of the case and then plug into the board in one place. So now it's just one spot. So it's probably easier for manufacturing. But I know I, I understand. I, I think it's kind of weird, too. But the other side of it is most often most people use the headphone jack when they're listening on their headphones at this point. And when you do that, at least for me, I always slip it in my pocket. It makes more sense for me to slip in my pocket head first than it does the other, other way around. 
it's easier to, mm-hmm. to handle and, and deal with it that way. So, but that's just what I think. About yeah. Yeah. No, I do have another thing that I want to mention and, and I want to agree with uh, Joe about this wireless charging stuff. Um, and, and I think that's something that Apple is missing the ball on because yeah. if they did something like that, I think that could usher in that area, area, area for uh, wireless charging. And well, I think it, it was a huge convenience feature on my palms. I really, really liked it. Um, but I don't know if I would be willing to trade a lot of uh, of width for wireless charging. But again, you know, if you could figure out how to do it in a in a in a few, you know, the the uh, the, the charging adapter on the on the um, on the palm only used maybe two millimeters. I would be more than happy to trade that for wireless charging. Yeah, and I love the excuse that Apple gives. Uh, I think Phil Schiller said that. Um, having to create another device to, you have to plug into the wall is actually, for most situations, more complicated. In contrast, a device that charges through USB can be plugged into numerous places. I just think that's kind of BS. I mean, really, thinking about this, where are you more likely to use a wireless charging pad in your home? You're not going to use a wireless charging pad when you're out on the road for your laptop, your car, or an airplane you're just not. You're you're going to leave that at home so that when you're at home, you have the convenience of just taking your phone out, putting it on the pad, and it starts charging. That doesn't really necessarily mean that you need to have wireless charging every single place that you go. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I had like I had my Touchstone docks. I had one at my bedside, and then I had one on my desk at work, and that was all I had. Right. And uh, and there was no reason to have more than that because those are the only two places where my phone would spend a lot of time. So. so let me go around the horn real quick and ask the panel here who is everybody going- except John because he's going to say he doesn't care because well I haven't I'm just, heard I'm just predicting that I haven't heard say he doesn't care I haven't heard anything from Mr Kessler he he just went into the sleep trance just now because he was awake but now he's not so I'm going to go around the room real quick and I'll leave myself for last to talk about iPhone are you going to get one are you get- all right actually it's a two parter are you going to get one yes or no and if yes. On launch day, or are you going to wait? Now, we already kind of heard Joe's answer, but we'll ask him again. But here is John Kessler first. Kessler, you mm-hmm. have an Evo. Yes. An antique now. It's an antique Android. You're yes. not even running Jelly Bean. Nope. You're like four four editions behind now. Maybe. Yeah. You can't, you, you're not going to be able to run the next version, which is going to be like Almond Roca or something. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Actually, it goes in order. Stupid. It's going to be anything K-related, so it's going to be like... Oh, like candy corn with a K or something? Yeah, it's something. Yeah. John Kessler, are you... I mean, Sprint, Sprint LTE hasn't launched yet, mm-hmm. but this would be a great transitional phone for you to get you over to the Apple side. So are you going to pick one up? No. But you are eligible for an upgrade, though, I bet. Possible. I bet you could get one. No. He's, he's skipped at least one eligible upgrade already. Mm. <laughs> he has to. Have. Yeah, I know. Well, you don't skip them. You get that. You hold. You hold on to it. You don't lose it. Well, you, you don't lose it. But if you don't do it, and then you do one like a year later, yeah, you wasted that time. I know. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I agree. So, Joe, since we're on you right now, we already talked about the whole situation. Probably in a month or two. Uh, probably in a month or two. Uh, yeah. not not right away. Had did not pre-order one. Although I I did check out the Apple Store just after midnight. Since we what was I doing? We were recording a show. That's right. So uh, yeah, you know, right. we were up yeah. at that hour anyway. So I checked out the Apple Store when it went live, and uh, I did not pre-order one. But maybe in a in a month or so. And uh, and what's uh, what size, color, and carrier? Uh, it'll it'll be AT and T again. Um, it'll be white. 
and uh, probably the 32 gig I'm going to go with. All right. That's what I'm thinking. But I don't, I don't know for sure yet. Mr. Bob, what about you? I'm thinking about getting one. I had to look at some options from still. So I'm trying to figure out how, how can I do this that is the cheapest for me. Right. Because I don't, I don't necessarily have a lot of money to spend on phones and stuff like that. So it's one of those things where I want one, but at the same time, um, I don't want to spend a lot of money for it. So I'm looking at all my options and seeing which way is the best for me to go to possibly get a new iPhone. And what carrier? Uh, I'm looking at Verizon right now. All right. So you don't care about not being able to talk and use data at the same time? Doesn't no, I'm home most of the time anyway, so I can just leave it on Wi-Fi if I want to do something That's like that. That's true. True enough. Um, for me, you know, for us, you know, we, we don't have any urgency. And what I mean by us, it's my wife and I because we both have iPhone 4Ss currently. Uh, the, the thing is, though... Uh, we are outside of our upgrade loop right now. I think our next available update upgrade would be in April or May of 2013. I think it's 18 months or something, isn't it? Yeah. Just in time for the 5S. <laughs> Just in time for the 5S, baby. I doubt it. I don't think they would push a 5S that soon. Um, so if we purchased one, we would have to basically sell our 4Ss to help offset those costs. For carrier, it would uh, it would be AT and T because they at least as of right now they said that if you have unlimited data that would move over to LTE on on the phone you you would not be forced you, to move off of it. Yeah, well, it's gonna have a I think they said a three or a four gig and then they throttle you. Yeah, it's even it was on LTE. Five, so. It's already is now. They already do that now. Well, now it's supposed to be based on the usage patterns and your whatever yeah. other. It's it's stupid. So we should all move to T-Mobile. Only then we can't have iPhones. Hey, I already have that. So, (laughs) (laughs) all right. Uh, You know, Jimmy Kimmel had some fun uh, with uh, the new iPhone uh, 4S and 5 debacle. Now I can't play the video because of copyright concerns. uh, But here's what happened on the Jimmy Kimmel show on on ABC, and where he took the iPhone uh, 4S out there and basically got people. Uh, to think that it was the iPhone 5. He took it out to the street, and here is what happened. The new iPhone 5 just came out today, and we want to know if you'll take a look at it. Tell us how it compares to the last iPhone. I'd love to. Oh, it's way better. Yeah, it's nice. That's definitely noticeably better. It's a little, a little thinner. Looks like the screen's a little bigger. Seems a little bit faster. Yeah. Faster, lighter. Feels uh, heavier. Feels heavier? I think so. A lot lighter than the last one. It's maybe maybe you low. should take your phone out of Mine your case. Forever. So this one's faster? Yeah, definitely faster. Right on. Oh, it looks very nice. Very nice, very updated. Oh, my God. It feels a lot lighter and just more, um, just a lot higher quality. And it's got, um, if you drop it, it looks like it's not going to break. Like this one has a million times. The screen is clear, HD. Colors are brighter. Yeah, that's great. Oh, it has a video running back? Mm-hmm. Video front and back. That's cool. This doesn't have that. So you like it better than the last one? Yeah, I have the 4S. Yeah? Yeah. I'm always open for a new phone. (laughs) So there you go. As we probably uh, told everybody in the pre-show, and if you're paying attention, maybe half of them were plants and half of them were just dumb. According to Joe. Oh, it's so easy to go and out on the street and just find the dumbest people ever. Of course, I, mean, I agree. Especially, especially, especially in Southern California. What? 
Now, if you just turned into the show, you would think, wow, is this all that there is to talk about in the geek world and tech world? No. Yep, yes, this week there is. Yep, this week. That's it. No, that's there's it. more. That's all, that's all there is. There's, there's nothing else. There's that's it. so much nope. more. Yes, that's there is. It. There's so much more. Oh, we're going to talk about BlackBerry. Actu- yes. Actually, no. <laughs> no. 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 No, I don't have a BlackBerry story no, in my Blackberry rundown. No, BlackBerry 10. We can talk about that. What? Oh, yeah. No one cares. No one cares about BlackBerry 10. Nobody does. Yeah. Even the people who work at RIM, all they care about is it staying alive long enough for them to find a different job. No one cares. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, people at RIM. <laughs> hey, if you work at Yahoo, you just found out that uh, your CEO, Marissa My- Mayer, Meyer? Mayer? Uh, Mayer. just g- gave all of their employees iPhone. You can get an iPhone 5 or a Lumia 920 or an Android phone. Congratulations! Out on stage to award everybody? No, no, you that actually happened 5. at. You can have an iPhone five. No, that actually happened at the the Microsoft conference that we'll talk about because Microsoft did the exact same thing. They said, "Hey, you're going to get a Surface. You're going to get a new PC. You're getting Windows Phone eight. We're going to give you all this stuff." Please don't leave. Basically, uh, there was a, a huge <laughs> there was a huge <laughs> uh, Balmer during an internal meeting uh, in Seattle. Basically, talked about how they want to make their office paper free, and they're like, "Well, the only way we can make it paper free is by giving everybody a tablet." So here you go. Oh, that that's not why they did it. They did it so that people would stop bringing MacBook Pros to meetings. Uh, <laughs> but hey, all full time employees will be getting themselves. Uh, one of these tablets, and if you're working at I, uh, a Yahoo, you're getting a phone. Is this is this how uh, big tech employers are now are, are are trying to keep companies, Mr. John Kessler? I mean, you work at a car shop, uh, so if if the, your employer said, "Hey, I'm going to give you a Porsche, <coughs> I'm going to give you an Audi," would you be like, "Yeah, I'll stay"? Yeah, yeah, you would. <laughs> how, about, you? how about if they just said, "We'll keep you employed." Oh yeah, that'll that'll work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, is competition in Silicon Valley and in the Northwest tech sectors so the competition is so stiff that now they have to basically bribe their employees by giving them products, Mister John Bub? I think so. Yes. I think it's I mean, come, come on, back. look at it. it. Yahoo poached uh, Melissa Mayer from Google. So, what does that tell you? Yeah, that's true. And and this is happening a lot more often now, where you see these tech, co- tech companies that have awesome talent that's working for them, and they'll end up leaving that company that they started to work at for another company to do something else. We've seen this time and again from a bunch of different people, where there's like an executive or a vice president or somebody in charge of a project where they do something with uh, whatever it is with Android, and they do such a good job there that uh, eventually the time comes for them to move on to a different company. I have a friend that works at Microsoft, and I, I saw him yesterday at, at, at my pinball competition. And uh, I asked him, you know, how, how do you feel? I mean, and he was actually, at the time when we, were, when we were chatting, he was messing around with his Android phone. <laughs> um, and I asked him, how do you feel about it? He's like, you know, I'm really excited about the Surface because I, I've seen what that thing can do, and it's really, really cool. And I think it, you know... Having the ability to, you know, just have a have a tablet that'll last you all day and have the the keyboard there and the, I mean, he's like, it's really cool tech. I think it's a really cool idea. The phone, the Lumia is, you know, the the Windows Phone eight's nice. Um, you know, so now a lot of good positive feedback from at least from Microsoft employees. Joe Falby, what do you think? I don't know. I'm interested in playing with the Surface tablet, but uh, 
we're, at least at work, we are not super stoked about the whole idea of upgrading to Windows 8 on on our desktops. That, that yeah. just seems like a bad thing. But, um, you know, we'll have to see. I, I think Windows 8 is going to be a, a complete a complete failure. I honestly think it will complete be complete failure. I, I think it will wow. be. Wow, it's going to be really, really bad. People aren't going to be aren't going to know how to use it. They're going to have a hard time with it. Um, they're going to wonder where all their files went because it it they, it went from being a application centric to a file centric, and now it's back to application centric again. So, That's it, okay. I think my mom just, doesn't know where her files are now anyway with yeah. Windows Seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know. I I think it's going to be a disaster. I'm 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 not looking forward to it. But. Um, but as for the phone, uh, you know, I've I've gone on the record before. I've said that if I didn't have an iPhone and I can't have a WebOS phone because, thank you HP, they've killed it. Uh, I would I would go with a Windows phone. I think Windows Phone Seven Five at least was really really good. I think it was better than Android. And I can't imagine Windows Eight phone is going to be any worse. It's just that Windows Eight on a desktop is going to be terrible. You know, Joe, so, Windows Eight phone um, is is not bad. And the Nokia, the the Lumina nine twenty or the yeah. Lumia nine twenty looks pretty good. Um, kind of reminds me of the old school um, uh, iPod uh, Nanos, actually. So you know, it's funny you mention about HP and phones and stuff. I I was reading an article. I didn't put it in the rundown. AP to- uh, HP talking about how they need to make a phone. And, yeah. and and I was thinking, why not bring Palm back? I mean, yeah. uh, well, they 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 did commit to open sourcing most yeah. of WebOS, and I think that's a good thing. I would love to be able to run WebOS on uh, on like modern Android hand, uh, hardware. Um, you know, if you could get a modern like a, a Nexus, uh, modern Nexus Android or something like that, and run WebOS on it and turn it into a new web phone, a WebOS phone, a new Palm phone, I think that would be great. Because WebOS was a really really good and really powerful phone OS, it just didn't have the developer support that it should have, and uh, hopefully that will. You know, if they make that that software compatible on on more handsets, that would, I think that would be really really cool. Let me ask John Kessler a question here, because I mean, first John Kessler was very anti smartphone. Uh, he had a candy bar phone uh, through Verizon that he had through uh, his firefighting duties, uh, and then when that got taken away, he had to make a choice, and he chose Android, and he and he went with Android. Now he has a dated Android phone. Now John. Mm-hmm. When you make the move to a new phone, mm-hmm. are you going to stick with Android, or have you s- looked at what Windows Phone is? And I well, mean, you, you can't keep your Evo forever. You're not going to be able to. It's not going to happen. Well, the you know, the day that I have to pitch, you know, set it aside. When you crack your screen, yeah. You know, when I crack my screen, when I take a hammer to it, yes. <laughs> no, you're not going to take a hammer to it. How do you know? I'll say it'll it'll accidentally get run over by a car. I'll yeah. say I'll say sorry, John. I accidentally destroyed your phone. Here's two hundred dollars. Get yourself a new one. So you know, considering how oh, I've had this happy for birthday a year and a half now, <laughs> two years. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with. I, I know, mean, but let's say I'm, it accidentally I'm, broke tomorrow or tonight. It's not gonna happen around seven thirty p.m. Let's say it accidentally ro- broke. What I would you get? What I, would you get? What would you get, John? You got to pick. You would have to pick something. What would you? You get? would go back to Sprint and ask him if they had any refurb. Yes, <laughs> I want a refurbished one. I would go take my my nephews from him and say, "You have to get a new phone." Oh, are you serious? <laughs> no. No. What would you get? What would you get? I don't know. Would you stick with Android? Probably. Okay. Because everything else, I ha- I mean, that's Android. I I personally. I mean, you're showing the the set the, the, the Nexus. Nexus Seven, and yes. you love it. You love that thing. Yeah. Much better than your Nook color. Yeah, in every way. You know, I I don't own any Apple products, so. And you want to keep it that way? Is that is that what you're telling me? No, it's just another. You don't want to touch Apple. It makes you feel icky. 
Well, my charger for this works just fine with my phone. Uh huh. Um, so it's about the charge. It's about yes, the connector. The yeah, it's about the connector. <laughs> I don't have any device. I don't have any accessories for the but, but Apple. Don't, yeah, but don't those devices? They charge off uh, micro USB, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what about a Windows phone then? Yeah. What about Windows phone? I mean, I would have to look. John, why don't you tell everybody real quick what version of Windows you're currently rocking right now? It's XP on the laptop. That's right, because you're so afraid to put Windows Seven, 7 on there. <laughs> And seven at home. Yeah. Now, so, how know. how old is your computer at home? How old? Four years. Uh, you see, uh, Q6600, what, four years now? Five? Oh, yeah, maybe four or five years old. Yeah. All right. You're thinking about making upgrades at home? On the fence about that one. Yeah, so you're on the fence about that, but you he won't do that for fun. He needs a new computer. Oh. Well, no, that would be it. I mean, it would be building build a new box. Yeah, you know. All I gotta say is, John, if your phone mysteriously became broken at about seven thirty this evening, it better not. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I tell you what, I tell you what, I got a phone. Perf- I have a phone just suitable just for you, and hopefully Joe's watching the video. I know he's going to be well, maybe a little behind, but um, I got the perfect phone for you right here, Mister John Kessler. This is this is just perfect, right up your alley. It's the AT and T Huawei Hawaii. No. Model HB forty A forty one H. It's a featureless phone, and uh, I think it gets like no, an hour of talk time. There you go, brand new. Well, okay, I, I I got you beat. We got a bunch of these at work. These are you can stay with Sprint. You don't have to switch carriers. Oh, that's true. This is a, a Kirosira. Uh, I don't even know which the model number is. It's it's got the the push to talk. Walkie-talkie. So if you like your Nextel, it's got that built on. Is that the new walkie talkies? Does it work on the new uh, Sprint walkie talkie? Yes, it works wherever you can theoretically get Sprint data coverage. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and uh, it's it's not at all the most annoying phone I've ever used. I promise. Um, but we do have a bunch of these at work, and uh, we have a bunch of people who are rebelling against them and demanding they be downgraded to their old Nokia phones. Oh. <laughs> so. Um, so I probably could score one of these on the cheap there if you, you go, uh, really wanted it. There no. you go. It's a. Uh, it's totally a. Um, here it's a. It's a semi smartphone. It's got you know. It's icons. got icons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, wait, wait, Joe. Are those square rounded icons? Because oh, let me let me see. Let me be careful. Uh, you might. They might. No. Get... The the fields. The fields are perfect squares. They are squares. Oh, okay. With, uh, square corners. Just one. And the icons sure. do not appear to be cloned off of anyone else's. <laughs> so uh, you should be okay. All right. But it does appear to have an app store. It has a shopping cart on here. I've never actually opened it. Uh, actually, go you're ahead, gonna, You're going to laugh because I actually have – I still have, I think – I've only had like three phones. Yeah, I know. My third one. The I, other, I, I've my, known my, you for a long time. <laughs> my other two phones, I still have those, and they're in perfect condition. Of course they are. I, I'm not hard on phones at all. No, I know you're not. Considering what I – you know, well, I did on. recommend that you get an OtterBox. Yes, I do thing. have my, my OtterBox. Yeah, it's a but, good case. I mean, it just made it, what, a year and a half in the original little thin just cover that I yeah, had no, on it's, it. I'm not, you know, you know it's, it's just dated. That's all. Yeah. Just dated. Yeah. Before we yeah. move out of the, the geek world and move into the gaming world. <laughs> I thought we were in the picking on John world right No, now. no, we, yeah. we just left that world. Oh, okay. okay. John, John Bub, do you really want to talk about BlackBerry? Was there a story that was you were itching to ch- chat about? Oh, not really. Oh, okay. No, I was just thinking that this whole thing that with uh, Yahoo getting uh, offers for their new phones. No BlackBerry. But they kind of conveniently left out BlackBerry, even though they're they're offering the new Nokia Lumia 920, which isn't out yet. Yet they're still saying that they're going to offer it. 
but they kind of snub BlackBerry and leaving BlackBerry out. Because it sucks. Well, that's because they don't want to have to buy. I'm not buy saying it and, doesn't suck. <laughs> no, it's because they don't want to have to buy and support a BlackBerry Enterprise server. That's yeah, why tri- one of the big reasons we're ditching all our Blackberries. Yeah, the TriCaster in our chat room brings up a great point. What about Symbian? What about it? <laughs> <laughs> nice, Joe. What about uh, it? All right. All right. Well, let's move on to some gaming topics. Huge, huge week in, in gaming. Uh, headlined by two huge companies, Nintendo and Valve. Uh, let's talk about Nintendo first. They had their huge webcast where they finally unveiled the official launch date, price, and pre-orders for the Nintendo Wii U. So here in North America, uh, or I'm sorry, the United States, I should say, because I don't believe, it, it, hopefully, yeah, this just says in the United States, so I don't want to piss off anybody in Canada. Or Mexico. Or Mexico, or the Virgin Islands, or maybe they include the Virgin Islands. I don't Puerto know. Rico. Or Puerto Rico. Guam. Or Guam. All right, let's stop. Panama. Uh, <laughs> Wii U. U.S. Virgin Islands. Launch, I think I said that. Uh, November no, 18th. We're just going to cycle back. 19, Virgin <laughs> Islands. It's launching on November 18th, so before Thanksgiving here in the United States, uh, you will. it will set you back $300 for the white 8-gig basic Oh, whoa, whoa, set. you're way off. What are you talking about? $2.99 and 99 cents. Whatever. 300 bucks. <laughs> And three fifty for the black thirty two gig deluxe edition. Uh, the eight gig set will include the white console, a matching white gamepad, AC adapters, uh, and uh, for both the console and the gamepad, uh, a sensor bar and an HDMI cable. That's nice. That's really nice. I, I don't even know if Microsoft does that right now. Uh, the black edition will be 32 gigs, include Nintendo Land, stands for both the console and the gamepad, uh, a gamepad charging cradle, and everything else that comes in the basic set. Also, if you purchase the deluxe set, it includes a membership in the digital deluxe promotion, which rewards points for digital purchases that can be used later to buy eShop wares. And not to leave out everybody in Europe, you'll be getting it on the 30th, of November, potentially, potentially, should be. They haven't. Uh, they penciled they it in, out. but they haven't officially announced that yet. So uh, pre-orders have been very, very brisk. Actually, they've been. I mean, I mean, here it is, like sixty plus days in advance, and so far it's selling out fast, crazy fast online. Uh, right now, Best Buy, Toys R Us, Target are currently sold out of both versions online. Uh, Sears and Kmart. Uh, which belong to the same parent company, are both sold out of the deluxe version and don't appear to offer the basic. Uh, GameStop is sold out of the 32-gig black deluxe bundle, but you can still uh, pre-order the 8-gig. However, uh, you could still get both editions through Walmart. However, you have to uh, buy their custom bundles that include some extra items. Um, Oddly enough, though, you cannot get it on Amazon. Uh, they are not offering any kind of pre-orders or anything. Uh, but then again, they haven't even offered, I think, the 3DS XL on Amazon. And that's a current product right now. So I don't know what the deal is on that. So, uh, Mr. Joseph Falby, we got to mess around with the Wii U at PAX Prime. They, they do actually have the XL, the 3DS XL on on, uh, on Amazon, but they waited until launch data to release it. Oh, they did okay. not do pre-orders for it. All right. Fair enough. So, But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um Am I going to get one? Maybe. Probably. I feel like I have every other freaking console that I don't use, so why not? Uh, <laughs> as for which one I'll get, I'll probably get the uh, the, the deluxe, the black one. Um, the uh, 
the memory, I know the memory's not that much of a difference. Uh, I mean, it's, well, it's 8 gig to 32 gigs, right? So that's mm-hmm. a, a big difference, but it also includes a gamepad uh, charging cradle, which I think is going to be pretty handy. You just be able to set the gamepad down instead of having to plug it in to charge it. Um, other than that, I don't know. Um, the nice thing about it is it will use all your, your old Wii accessories. So all the Wiimotes that I have will work with it. Uh, same thing with the nunchucks. And I'll probably end up having to pick up a couple of the Pro controllers too, of course, because, you know, I'm pro. <laughs> what what about John? Uh, Bob, are you going to pick this yeah. up? Uh, you know, possibly. I mean, it, it would have to be, you know, after it's out and, you know, we have to see what actually comes with this. I mean, I just, I don't know until are I actually talking see about it games? for myself. Yeah. Well, here's well, the I'm talking about. I'm talking about the console. You mean what about ha- the console? What about it? Wii U. Yeah. What about it? I mean, you haven't, about it? you haven't, you, so you haven't even seen it in the flesh yet. No, where am I supposed to see it in the flesh? The uh, Wii U. You could have went to PAX East. You could have watched our video. You could have watched our videos. <laughs> E3. E3. I did watch some of them. And? I'm the one that put them on GFQ. I know. So what do you think? <laughs> what do you think? All right. I, I know you, I, you I, haven't. I, ha- I, I think we, oh. uh, Chase, I think all of us, all of us going to PAX, we all said Wii U is going to be a joke. We're not real serious about it. We're probably not going to pick it up. And then we played it. And we were very surprised at it. And it became more, more viable as a platform to pick up. Uh, so I, I, that's the hard part is you can tell anybody about it, but all they're going to have is they're going to memories of the Wii, and they're going to know how much they didn't like that. And it's completely different from the Wii to the Wii U, and maybe that's a mistake on their part. Maybe they should not have named it the Wii U. They should have come up with a whole new name just for the t- for the new. Well, uh, it doesn't come with Mario. It comes with something called Nintendo Land, which is which has some cool games yeah, in it, but which, it's uh, mostly party games and stuff like that. But it is right. going to have fifty title titles at launch. Expected. Uh, I thought they announced most of them. Yeah, well, what they're saying is the expected launch list is between November 18th, which is launch day, and March 2013. So this is what... So I don't know how many of these will actually be coming out on launch, but really, I cannot wait for Jeopardy. I think this is going to be a phenomenal title for the Wii U, and Wipeout 3, because you know that's going to be really good. All right, maybe not. But, uh, But, okay, so here, you know, here it is, you know... Well, let me talk about the. Let's talk about the price point. Do you think it's too high? Do you think it's too low? One of the things that we've learned uh, through uh, Nintendo not really talking about it and looking at um, uh, the cost is the uh, the 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 panel, the gamepad. Right now, you will not. Once this thing launches, you will not be able to purchase a second gamepad at launch. Now, no launch games will support a second gamepad right now. You'll need to use the old Wii motes. Uh, now, one of the thing is that they've learned is the game pads themselves will cost about half what a Wii U will. Uh, they're, they're translating this from from Japanese websites. About 149 bucks US will run you for a new gamepad. So that's one thing. But what do you guys think about the price point, uh, Joseph Falmi? So that the the Wii U is going to be. We said it's three hundred bucks or three fifty, depending on if you want the regular or the deluxe version. Correct. Uh, I just happened. I pulled up a, a list of other other launch video game console prices for sale. Yeah. Um, just to compare it with, uh, let's just compare it with last gen. So the PS3, the Xbox 360, and the Wii. So the Wii launched at two hundred fifty bucks, which you know was a it's it's sold unbelievably well at that price. A billion. Yes, uh, billions and billions sold, served, sold, whatever. Anyway, um. The PS3, or uh, we'll do the 360. We'll do them in, in, in order of, of price. The Xbox 360 launched for the basic edition, launched at $400. And the 
And the higher end version, which had the bigger hard drive or had a hard drive, launched at five hundred dollars. Okay. So we're already lower than the than the the high end price of the Xbox three sixty. And and actually we're lower than the low end price of the Xbox three sixty at launch. The PS three launched also at five and or it launched at five and six hundred dollars, depending on the hard drive you had. So I don't think the price is that far out. People are reacting because it's the highest price on Nintendo console ever. Um, the the original NES launched for two hundred and fifty bucks, um, a hundred and two hundred fifty bucks depending on which package you got. The uh, uh, the N sixty four was two hundred bucks. The SNES, the Super Nintendo was two hundred bucks. The the GameCube was two hundred bucks, and the Wii was two fifty. How much did the extra controllers cost for the Super Nintendo and the Xbox three hundred and sixty? What forty fifty bucks? Not a hundred and fifty. Yeah, for well, a new, t- a new touchpad, and you're going to want two. Yeah, but okay, so instead of talking about the extra controllers, how about the accessories? How much did the Rob accessory cost for the original NES? How long after they launched it did they kill it? I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, but, but you, you can't compare it that, like that because if you're just talking about extra controllers, well, the, the Wiimotes are, what, 40 bucks? Right. Right? I mean, that's an extra controller. Right. Um, if you're talking about the the accessory controller, the the main screen controller, that's different. That's much more integral to the system. Of course, and it's and even still, it's not going to be available right away. And if you want a second one, oh well, you don't have any games to play with it. That's true. Um, you know, when it launches, things will change. And and they they've said this is going to be the price of the secondary controller. We don't know. I mean, if it takes a developer a year to make a decent game that uses that controller, the price by then will probably will surely drop. So you know, we'll have to see. But it's. I don't. I, the main question of is two hundred fifty bucks is three hundred is is uh, uh, what is it uh, three hundred three fifty three hundred three fifty is that out of range for uh, the price of a console today? I don't think it is. I think it's it's in line with where the other co- platforms are going to be. And you know what? We're never ne- we're not going to really know until next year when Sony and Microsoft announce their platforms. They have a. We do know that the price of the games will be in line with the Xbox 360 and the PS3 at fifty nine ninety nine uh, for your basic price for your basic level game. Uh, by the way, if you want to trade in your Wii U right now, GameStop will take it off your hands for fifty dollars. I'm sorry, your Wii. Uh, will take it off your hands for fifty dollars. But don't do that right now because uh, you'll be able to actually transfer data, including saved games and purchased Wii Shop titles from your current Wii to the new Wii U, but you have to have them both connected at the same time to do it. And if you have a Wii U with a bunch of controllers and a bunch of games, you're probably better off selling it on Craigslist anyway. That's true. Or just holding on to it like I do, because I hold on to everything old. Yeah. You could do that, too. Um, <laughs> That's why it so, keeps me around. Yeah. You don't even mess around with my Wii, John. But we know now, no, and also, the next Call of Duty will be on the system, too, which is... A little different because we would never see any kind of hardcore games on the old Wii. I mean, granted, the old Wii couldn't really handle it. Man, I can't even believe what I'm saying. The old Wii. It's like, it's already old. It's already crap. Get it out of here. Wii's old. It's already old. It's still a fun system. It's just like well, driving a car off the lot. That's, that's true, huh? <laughs> Open we up did, the box. It's half we price. We did see a, 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 a Call of Duty title on one of the Nintendo platforms. I just can't remember which one. Was it GameCube? No. Yeah, it was GameCube, I think. The original Call of Duty, I think. I think. Uh, well, I no, it's Call of Duty 3, or the one that wasn't available on PC, only on right. consoles, yeah. was out on, the, on the, the, the GameCube as well. Do you guys... All right. 32 gigs for a launch... T- uh, uh, a, a, for the deluxe version, okay? And it's, you know, two, uh, $300. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm already confused. 350 mm-hmm. 
three fifty for the deluxe edition with thirty two gigs onboard memory okay. and uh, extra. You, you go buy a Xbox three sixty today, right now in the stores. They're not, and I'm not talking about their bare bones craptastic bundle. I'm talking about yeah, the, not not the not the what is it twenty five dollar a month? Uh, yeah, um, Best Buy. You have to set up for live for the rest of your life account. Yeah. yeah, I'm talking about their premium bundle. I think they call it. I think it comes with a two hundred and fifty gig hard drive. Someone could uh, please correct me on that. Yes, the 250 gig, well, they have a racing bundle, the 250 gig racing bundle, or the 4 gig console with Connect, um, or the 250 gig holiday value bundle. Okay. Uh, these are all off Amazon. I'm just finding these. So they have the 250 gig holiday bundle, the 4 gig Connect Sports, the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 bundle, and the Gears of War 3 bundles. Now, Dexter1492 brings up a great question in the chat room, and I was just about to address it, so it's a perfect question. Why would you need a lot of memory on a Wii? Well, you may not need a lot of memory on the current Wii, but on the Wii U, you might need a lot. The reason is simple. A lot of these console makers now are starting to push games through the console, so you'll be able to purchase games and download them and store them on your console. Uh, Xbox uh, 360 has been doing this now for a couple of years, um, and you, you're able to pr- pick up titles. The reason why I was bringing up the question about the sizes of coming in th- with the console is for the price that you're paying, $350 for a console, and I think uh, these premium kits that Joe's been mentioning about the 360, I think cost 350 to $400, I believe. Uh, well, the, the 250 gig racing is 300 bucks, 299 This is all off, like I said, okay. off Amazon. Uh, and the, the base... The base console, the 250 gig base console, is also 300 bucks through Amazon. The Holiday Connect bundle is 400 bucks because it adds the Connect and a couple games. Um, so you know, yeah, about three to 400 bucks depending on on exactly what you're getting. The Halo 4, apparently Amazon still has a few of these. The Halo 4 limited edition console uh, for pre-order is 400 dollars. So my big only point, gets all funny colors. My huge point here: Why is Nintendo only including 32 gigs? Because they're not using a hard drive. Yep. There's no spinning media. The only thing no. spinning in it is going to be the uh, maybe a fan and the optical disc. So I guess they're not planning on offering downloadable content uh, to fill that thing up, I guess? Well, I think they will, but they're also going to... I mean, it has an SD card slot. It has USB. They'll probably enable external storage. I mean, the, the current Wii uh, enables SD card storage. Yeah. And SD cards are relatively cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, hopefully they put an SDXC slot in, I guess. I'm sure they will. Well, most of the SD card, most of the SD slot driver chips now are SDXC and uh, HC compatible. Yeah. So. I just it, it seems really light in the storage department in comparison to the other consoles and packages that are available out there right now. That's all. Yeah. Uh, well, I will have to see when the first 4 disc game comes out like they've come out for the Xbox. Hasn't there, hasn't there been a couple 4 disc games out for the Xbox now? Do we know uh, officially what type of media they're they're using on the Wii? U? So it's it, a Blu-ray derivative, I believe. It's a Blu-ray derivative. Okay. So it's not of course it's not Blu-ray because they would, you know, they'd have to market as that, but it is uh, uh, some based on on that tech. Nintendo also previewed something called and this is really terrible English, the Nintendo TV. Uh, you'll be able to watch uh, basically video on your game pad. Uh, it connects to Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon, but it will also uh, have access to a user. So if you have a TiVo in your home, uh, you'll be able to watch video off your TiVo onto your unit. Now, the Wii U will not be a DVR. It'll just, you know, you'll be able to watch it. And it will not cost you anything additional 
to access this content. Now, granted, you would have to pay for a Netflix subscription or a Hulu subscription or whatever. Is this is this how Nintendo's going to win the console war? You'll be able to watch uh, Hulu and Netflix on your on your. See, here you go, John Bob. This is here you go. Now you can get a Wii U. You can watch Netflix on your on your Wii Pad, man. You're ready to without rock. without paying Microsoft <laughs> without paying Microsoft sixty bucks a year. That's right. It's, this is going to be really interesting because some of the articles were comparing this to uh, possibly being like Google TV, where everything is all integrated into uh, one console, so you're not having to uh, change inputs on your TV from like input one to input two, and that sort of thing. Which a lot of people don't necessarily like to do when they have other things connected to their TV. They just want everything to be accessible in one area. Which I think, in that regard, that could be kind of cool. We just don't know how well all of this stuff is going to work. Uh, but the fact that they also have this like universal search thing with it, it's kind of really cool where you you can do a search for like uh, an episode of Mad Men and it'll show you it's available on iTunes, Hulu, Netflix, or Amazon. And you can just select uh, whatever uh, service provider you want to use to watch that. I love that. I think that's cool. But on the other hand, um, I'm kind of worried that this is going to be kind of cheap and lame. No, no, because see, all your friends who have Wii U's, you'll be able to see what they're watching, and you'll be able to join them in the experience. Like could, they actually have a Wii U. He, well, everyone's going to buy a Wii U, just like everybody bought a Wii, right? Except I mean, for John is, Kessler. Yeah. A lot of this kind of reminds me of uh, like the Roku and the boxy boxes that are out there that you buy to connect to your TV so you can have some sort of internet connectivity to uh, video content on your TV. True. And those generally are not the biggest sellers. I mean, Roku is good and everything, but they're not hugely popular. That's true. That's true. Well, the the problem is, is there's so many different, uh, you know, s- some of these are gutless. <laughs> you know, the hardware inside of them suck. Uh, uh, software interfaces are sometimes clumby, clumsy and kludgy. I used that word last time. I'm going to use it again. Kludgy. <laughs> I don't know. I... I mean, maybe I had a video queued up, and unfortunately, you know, good old Flash crashed on me, so I can't really show it. Uh, of of this of the interface, it's supposed to be so intuitive and easy, and TV is going to you know help bridge the gap between you know, you know your friends and watching things together and social media. I don't know. I mean, I th- it's cool. I think it's neat, but I don't know. I mean, it's a nice added feature that they're going to include for free. So. Well, a few months ago, I bought a uh, new Vizio TV that has uh, Wi-Fi built in and the smart TV stuff. And uh, quite frankly, it's awful. I absolutely <laughs> hate it. The way to, the interface is awful. Navigating in is awful. There's nothing to like about built-in Wi-Fi on a TV. Right. That's true. I don't know the the thing that impressed me. You know, we when we uh, um, you know three of us had our our 3ds's at uh, at PAX was actually how well they and how easily they worked together. Um, you know, Nintendo seemed to do a pretty good job of it, making those kind of functionality, that kind of functionality, advanced functionality, work really, really easily and really simply together. I was, I was actually really impressed. So hopefully they'll carry that. I can't imagine they wouldn't carry that over to the, to the Wii. Um, they have done a really good job making it just dead simple because that's their market, right? Their market is, uh, I don't want to, like, typecast anything but it's the lower end gamer they're not hardcore gamers but i guess that's market for most of the console players whatever so the other big story that i talked about was valve launching their big 
picture beta. Now they launched it this past Monday, and uh, right now the the interface probably needs a little bit of polish. Obviously, it's in beta right now, but it works pretty well actually. But it does. But I heard it works extremely well. Um, yeah. And as a matter of fact, what I'm going to show you guys is their minute and a half quick trailer of well, what they're calling, like I just said, the big picture. Steam. All the games you love. 50 million of your closest friends. Trading, workshop, summer sales. What could be better? But sometimes you just want to kick it in the living room. Yeah. There are lots yeah. of ways to kick play it with games John. in there. In the living room. In the but when you go room. in there, why should you have to Still make all new friends? Yeah. Leave the yeah. internet behind. And worst of all, give up all your favorite games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no more. Now, you can bring Steam with you. Bring Welcome it. to Big Picture, where Steam comes to your TV. Steam. With it, your library of all your favorite games, all your Steam friends, all the stuff they make, and the best deals on the best new games from the store you're used to, where you can get all the latest titles that you don't own. Anywhere you can run Steam, yeah. you can run Big Picture. That you can't get refunds You choose for. how you want to play. If you want to bring a mouse and a keyboard with you, cool, you can. But the whole thing's been designed with controllers in mind. You can even type with a game controller. What's up with that? Yeah, no. what's up with that? Plus a web browser so for the TV that doesn't suck. All right, the web browser I'm really excited for, by the way. It's the world's first first-person browser. All right, that's not true. So try out Big Picture. All you do is click a button. Come join in. Steampower.com slash big picture is where you're going to go uh, to check that out. Uh, now, Joe, you said you've actually ex- you've experienced this already. You messed around with it. Why don't you give us oh, your yeah. quick review about it? Well, I haven't played a whole lot with it. I've only really played with it on my desktop. But uh, it occurs to me that, or you know, it, it really struck me that this would be perfect for a uh, if, if they added a little bit more functionality to it. You know, they've talked about adding um, uh, adding an app store to Steam. If they add an app store to it, when they make it uh, Linux compatible, a great little set-top box solution. Uh, you know, you have your Linux on theater PC interface, whatever that's going to be on it, and be able to switch between Steam and that would be really, really smooth. And it's a nice interface. It's a really, really good 10-foot interface. I think it's it's really well put together. Um, it, it's easy to set up. It's easy to use. Uh, it. It, honestly, if you have Steam installed, there's no reason why you can't try it yourself. Um, you just got to opt in. You go to settings on your Steam client. On the first page, the account page, about two-thirds of the way down, there's a, an option where you can sign up for the beta, opt into the Steam up beta update, and uh, that it'll restart Steam. And when it restarts Steam, you'll have a new option under view that's called Big Picture Mode. You hit that, and now you're in it. Um, so it's really easy to get into. Play around with it. Check it out. I think it's really, really cool. Um, I know Valve keeps saying they're not working on a, on a dedicated set-top box. I think that's probably true. I don't think they're working on a dedicated set-top box. I think they're working on a uh, uh, a platform, or not not uh, not a hardware platform, but a um, a software platform that'll let them bring all this together. Hopefully, a dedicated OS. So that's mm-hmm. just going to be Steam games. So right Steam now, OS. so what right now? What you need is you actually have to visit if you want to play this in your living room, which which is what they're trying to tout. Either disconnect your current awesome gaming rig that you have and pull it into the living room and hook well, it up. Well, there's no reason why you can't play with it on your, your monitor. No, I know. Uh, I'm not saying that you but, can't. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm trying to say is what they're trying to tout this for is for your living room experience. 
And right now, unless you physically move your computer into the living room, you're going to want to pick up a new machine for your living room setup. Well, if you have a half-decent set-top box, it'd be okay. Um, but I don't yeah, see anything I, wrong with that. Three gigahertz P4 gig of memory, one gig. Well, but uh, but think about you have that you have that computer next to your TV that doesn't do anything except pretend to be a racing machine that you never use. It's been That'd be perfect to, for this. Well, I'm not using that any for that anymore. I moved it to the garage. It's gonna be the 24 seven streaming machine for us. Oh, well, I'm gonna buy one of those Zotac for it, and you decided not to use it. So. Now, so now those Zotac boxes. I know also there's some AS, AS Rock machines. Do they have really good beefy processors in those Zotac boxes? Uh, the one that I have is an Atom. Oh, so, so not really. Not really. Uh, your next best is um, uh, they probably make if somebody probably makes one that with uh, with uh, like a Core i seven or or probably an i five, um, but then it'd just be the integrated video, which would be okay for some games, but not for everything. Um, I don't know what video cards are in the Mac Minis, but that might be an option because they show a picture of a of, of an AS Rock here. So uh, machines. So I'm, I'm I'm wondering if you know those. I have pretty decent machines in our video. Go ahead. Guys. I didn't look at any of this, the stuff. You know, we were getting emails um, for the pack stuff about the Origin PCs. Did you mm-hmm. guys look at those? Remember, that had actually oh, yeah. kind of a yeah. small form yeah. factor. Yeah, um, Origin has a couple small form factor machines. Uh, the the Mac. I, I just want, I mentioned it. The Mac. The two and a half gigahertz Mac Mini is eight hundred bucks, and it has a Radeon HD sixty six thirty. No, now it's not available yet for the Mac though. Oh, well, yeah. you can install, always install Windows on a Mac. Apple does make some of the best Windows machines out there. Oh, ow. Mr. Mister John Bubb, what do you think yes. of uh, Big Picture? I think it's stupid. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't do anything for me whatsoever. Did I set you I mean, up or I'm... did I set him up? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, honestly, if this is what you want to do, I think you're just better off building a PC for your TV. I have an HTPC, and I actually love it because I can set it up exactly how I want to. It does anything and everything I want to, and I have a full keyboard with it. But you can run this it, on a home theater PC. It's not it, – yeah. yeah. You'd run it on that, and you have That's a better That's the point. Is this, is, this is something that adds to your home theater PC experience. It's not it's – not, they're not – I don't think they're saying replace the experience you have on your home theater PC. This is if you want to add gaming to that experience and add a better web interface than a lot of the, the home theater PC software has, this is a, a good alternative to that. I don't know, but, I mean, the, the whole demonstration of the, um, the keypad that they have on there just reminds me so much – of a T9 keypad on those old phones, like the yeah. you guys were holding but up, you where you have to both. press the key, you know, three times just to get the letter F. See, the one thing I like about this is if you want to say make a dedicated home theater PC, which you you, you said sounds like to me you already have, and you're a gamer, and and you maybe you have a, a Logitech wireless keyboard and a mouse, so you want to kind I of do. game on your 70 inch TV or whatever you have at home. Mm-hmm. Right now, if you're going to game, say, play some Team Fortress 2, the interface, the current interface, you know, you're not going to, it's just, it's hard to use. It would be a nice, simple, clean interface. You can have your home theater PC boot into this interface, hopefully, I think. So you're going to have to boot into it? Well, yeah. It's 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 just a program. No, it's a a software. You start it. I mean, you don't have to boot into it or anything. But it's just a, it's a, it's a new interface to take your existing Steam library and being able to play it. I mean, you can play it on your current computer right now if you guys want to try it, but this is really meant for the living room. This is this is meant to kind of bridge that experience and have a good web browser in your living room, and you know, have a an interface for that, and not have to worry about increasing font sizes so you could see everything clearly. And 
that sort of thing. I mean, John, you have a home theater PC. Yeah. Kessler. Yes. Um, now, I know your your home theater PC can't handle, like, graphics. I Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's it's fine for 1080p video playback. Right. But, uh, yeah, I don't think Not it's, for DirectX gaming. No. No. No, nothing like that. The, um... I would say a portal would probably look really cool on your TV in the living room. Yeah, I haven't even thought about that. I mean, I mean, I would you know playing portal on a eighty. I should screen. just move my 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 uh, my streaming rig into the living room and yeah. say screw podcasting. I'm quitting and I'm just going to play games for the rest yep. of my life. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Yep. Yeah. Let's so, do but it. you think you think this big picture is a, a big big waste of time, Mister Bub? Uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, uh, you're changing your mind a little bit? Uh, a little bit. I mean, I can see the benefits of maybe having an interface that's a little bit more suited to a TV. But a lot of it's just, to me, if you're going to build an HTPC, why not? It's so cheap to add a wireless keyboard. Yeah. Well, yeah, wait, so cheap to add one? Isn't it a requirement? I mean, I mean, or do you want to be able to control everything with just a remote control? Is that you, what your you goal run is? You a headless. Yeah, you could. Okay. Yeah, I mean personally, I I have a Logitech wireless keyboard for my HTPC, yeah, and it's freaking awesome. Yeah, I use the one that came with my Google TV. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> yeah, John did the <laughs> same, same thing, thing too. I mean, I guess the question is, if you if you're a gamer, okay, and you have a an, a huge Steam library, but you want to be able to kind of do the same kind of gaming in your living room as well as in your in your in your gaming room or however you game or your office or whatever, this is a nice way, a clean way of doing it, I, you know. But, you know, I, I, get, I see both of you guys. I see your point. I mean, it's like if you're going to do stuff in the home theater PC realm, you want it to do other things. But here's the, here's the thing, John, is that, you know, I don't know if you, if you knew this, but, you know, Valve's moving into other applications. You know, they're, they're moving outside of gaming into other things. So once they launch Big Picture, maybe they're going to have a great media-style interface that you'll be able to access all of your local content, um, Netflix, uh, your, anything locally stored, Hulu, sports. I mean, what if they, they kind of branch this out? Then would it be more appealing to you? It might be a little bit more appealing to me. I don't know. I've just always found um, these interfaces and, and these, like, Roku's a little bit odd to use i think that's true i agree yeah i mean so if it, interface is all that's all that matters to you you gotta have a nice clean interface easy to access i mean what do you use on your home theater pc right now i just use windows 7 oh you use media center oh joe's rolling no, his I eyes don't even use media joe's, center. Joe, oh you don't even use no media I, I, center. i'm perfectly what fine using you use? just playing windows 7 he use playing playing windows what? 7. that's that's what i use I try to that, get you to uh, at least use Boxy, John. <laughs> no, I just used the uh, Windows uh. Seven. You know, just Joe. Can we call these guys true home theater PC users? No, then? no, no, no. If you're just using Windows PC, it's not a home theater PC. It's a PC hooked up to your TV. It, it just so happens what? to live there. It, it's not. It's different. If you if you're talking about a home theater PC, you're going to be running uh, like I, I'm running Plex on mine. 
uh, or you're going to be running um, the old boxy interface, which they unfortunately aren't going to update anymore. You're going to be running, um, yeah, even Windows Media Center is acceptable. I don't think it's the best option, but it's nice. It does work. Uh, but it's, it's it does work. Uh, the other one is um, I can't, God, I can't even remember who the big one is. Uh, XBMC is the big one. Yeah, a lot of people run that. I mean, there's Horrible. a thousand and one different user interfaces to use on your home theater PC that make it easier to use. Why don't but, you use the other interface? <laughs> why not use one of those? To use in my opinion. Have you used any of them? Yes. Which one? I've used XBMC. Okay. It was awful. You, I hate it. It's how long slow. ago? Wait, how long ago? Yeah. Honestly. How long Last ago? Last year. Actually, no, this year, back in March. Okay. Have you tried have you tried any of the others? Uh the old boxy interface, Plex. Uh I've tried Plex and I've had mixed results with that for my purposes. For his what are porn. your purposes? His porn. <laughs> he gets his, his, his porn wasn't, Sorry, wasn't yeah, loading. Yeah, I, I, gotta, I gotta keep running in Brazier. <laughs> uh, I I use I use Plex on mine. I have a dedicated Plex server for it, and I love it. I will not go back to a just straight boxy box at this point. There's no way. Yeah. Um, but now, now, Joe, do you ever have to do any uh, uh, web page surfing or not? Or I mean, do you just use it for watching local content there? I just watch TV shows and movies on it, and uh, with uh, with the right plugins, it'll support Netflix now. Um, it'll do Hulu, but I don't have Hulu, so I don't really care. Um, and then, uh, and then I also also have have to admit I have an Apple TV as well, a new Apple TV that I have hooked up, and I'll switch over to that if I want to watch something off the uh, off the Apple TV uh, store. So that's yeah. complicated. What do you mean it's complicated? Get a decent remote; it's not hard. <laughs> no, I, I you seriously got all these get different it. devices that you have to set up, configure, and uh, Sleep you are not, is the worst what, Chase, find. why is he on there? He's not a geek. <laughs> oh, no, no. Don't, the, um, on, you know, that's half, well, that's no, half we, of we the can't be friends that's half of the, of the thing doing it. <laughs> is, fired. Is, uh, is, it's the whole, the, the, the aspect of setting it up and, and, and doing it yourself and being satisfied with the result when you're done. Uh, I mean, it's, it, it's not a simple process, but when you're done, you have something that works really, really well for you. You know, like I use, uh, and I know, Chase, I know you use the same thing. I use a, uh, a Harmony One remote. Although I'm waiting for the freaking Harmony 800 remote to come out. God, I'm getting tired of waiting. I for know, this. I know. Uh, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> so uh, the the Harmony One remote and uh, and one touch, I can switch between between all my different devices. Um, it, it works out really, really well. And uh, you know, it, it it took a little bit to get set up. It took a little bit to figure out how to do the cabling right. But it's it's not complicated if you're at least familiar with it, and it works so well course you also have to have you know well you don't have to but i have you know freaking three servers sitting behind me too so. i'm just going to refer to you as bearded and hat guy from now on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean I, I admit you know recently the only thing that my my home theater pc gets used for is watching Crunchyroll and playing eve no you can't even play i don't eve, play eve on that and yeah. then um my xbox 360 is my netflix box. all right so let me ask you this uh-huh. if, if all you're using is Crunchyroll. Yeah. Okay, I, I I bet you that there's probably a hook in with Plex or or the box the old Boxy software. I mean, on my Boxy currently there is a Crunchyroll app. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't it be easier to have it boot into a, a simple, clean interface that you don't have to reach for the keyboard every time you want to use and magnify and kind of look at the text? A nice, clean interface. No, I just no. I open. I go open up Firefox. Yeah, but that's rolls, the thing. You wouldn't up. have to. You wouldn't even have to do that. Well, you have to open up the. App. You still have to start the app, don't you? Right, but then and you then have, you have to, to click nav- here and click here. And, and what are you going to use to navigate through the app? Uh, a simple remote. A simple what remote? D pad remote. Like a, I could use, for example, I could use my Harmony One remote as an example. Yeah. Okay. And how much did that cost you? 
Uh, you one ninety nine. So you're talking about a remote? I'd have to go out and buy a two hundred dollar remote. Yeah, but my remote does everything. <laughs> but the if, thing if is, you, if you don't like the idea of buying the Harmony remote, there are cheaper remotes that will accomplish the same thing, but they're not quite as nice from other companies. Or That's I just true. grab the keyboard that I already have. The uh... okay, but then when you grab the keyboard you already have, how do you turn up the volume on your receiver? How much should you pay for the keyboard? Yeah, that's a good question too. How much did you pay Actually, for the that's keyboard? Not a very it came, good it came with the other the, thing that we bought. No, so what you did pay, you buy? Spent a hundred bucks on the, on the Google, Google TV. Yeah. Google TV, hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And all you use from that is the keyboard. Now I use the keyboard with the. Uh, the and wait, PC. and you had to buy the the, uh, the module, the little remote control module. Oh, uh, the mouse. Mouse. It was a, it was a thirty dollars for that. Okay, so we're, right. now we're up to one hundred and thirty. Keep going. Right, we're done. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's all I need. That's all I need. I got a full keyboard. Well, and actually, actually, not even full. To, to be fair, Chase, they do sell the Logitech sells now the under yeah. keyboard, yeah. which is basically the the same keyboard with the receiver for forty bucks and F keys too. Finally, yeah, it does have F keys. So I'm it, yeah, it but hold function keys up there. Um, uh, what was I? What uh, was the point of this whole divergence? Uh, yeah. Home theater PC Derailed. is actually pretty good if you put a good interface on it. But you know what? He, he, here's what I'm going to say. Yeah, wait, wait, no, I I want to get back to this. I I, I think this is important. To each uh, their own. Come on. John, John, wait, wait. John Bub doesn't like the interface on Steam's Big Picture mode because it's not Windows 7. No. <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> well, you, you said if it was cleaner and easier to use, you'd like it. But your comparison to that is Windows 7? Yeah. I'm... <laughs> My my point is the fact that I can actually take out a full size keyboard and use that versus trying to navigate even even this thing that's not set up for an actual. Let keyboard. me let me say this. I mean, let me say you this. Think about no 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 no. Let me finish my point okay, here. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You finish. think about this. The, the fact that so many people use smartphones now and they all have the virtual keyboards where it's a QWERTY keypad on there. It's not this stupid T nine thing anymore where you have to press the stupid buttons. I agree. Times just to do a letter. I agree even completely. With this new interface that they have for for the big picture you still have to do this net weird navigation and they say that this is designed for remotes and uh, other devices in mind and what what they "Eh." what they said is you can use both you could use either or you could use your keyboard and mouse they're not saying we're taking that away from you you have to use the stupid i agree completely with you about the whole texting with the controller (laughs) that is stupid i agree completely i'm with you on that I mean, yeah, a, game, a gamepad controller yeah, could never, never be a substitute for a keyboard when you're writing it when you're writing a document. There's no oh, question about or that. web surfing or, or web surfing or anything yeah. like that. I, I think the the point that Chase and I are trying to make though is that the Steam Big Picture Mode user interface. If you ignore what they presented about using the the, the controller for web browsing, on a whole, is a big improvement for a 10 foot screen for Steam. As opposed to just having the Steam window up in Windows Seven, but I, uh, whatever. By the way, I would love a ten foot screen. Do you have one of those? It's, it's a ten foot. It's a it's a, a ten foot screen is referenced to how far you are away from it. Oh, oh okay, all right. I thought That's you meant the ref- that. No, no, no. It's it's a reference to to it's, ability it's, to use a screen at ten foot away. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I I agree. I mean, if you're going to do web surfing, John, or uh, you know, if you're going to be doing. Uh, maybe a first-person shooter, in my opinion, much better with a oh, keyboard yeah. and mouse, like Team Fortress 2. Oh, yeah, no, by no question. Uh, but if you're going to be playing maybe some uh, some Dirt 3, you know, a driving game where maybe you want to use your controller, or some games that are more controller-specific, maybe like uh, Batman Arkham Asylum or something along those lines, then maybe a handheld controller makes more sense. And the cool thing about this interface is it marries both of those awesome technologies together, 
And Steam's saying, you know what? You don't have to use a, uh, a, a, a controller. But the best part is all your old games, all your existing games will work with the controller. Uh, I think that's cool. Yeah. And now we all love each other. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Hey, before we finish off with the geek topics, there's one other huge Uber geek news, and I forgot to mention this uh, a couple weeks ago, and I think it's very important to mention, and that is PAX is going to Australia. Now, we did talk about it during our coverage, but they did officially announce that PAX is heading down under, and also PAX Prime, which where we were at, is going to be extended to four days now. Crazy. Now, we don't know if they're going to add the fourth day on Thursday or on Monday, we guess it's going to be Thursday, so we Hope gives so. everybody that Monday Labor Day to recover. Uh, but that's going to be great. I cannot wait for four days of PAX Prime to burn another vacation day. And maybe Joe and I can head down to Australia, say hi to our Minecraft Me fans, and catch off, uh, catch some uh, arena full, uh, not arena, but Australian rules football. Yeah, sure. <laughs> me crocodile Dundee. No, I'm I'm totally down for it, but uh, it's it's you know I mean I, I know we would have to plan, of course. Yeah. I mean, and, and if you go to Antarctica, Joe, I mean you're a lot closer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what a show we had! I mean, honestly, an incredible show. Uh, we had some uh, heated discussions, picking on both Johns. It wouldn't be a show if we didn't pick on at least one, <laughs> and we got to pick on two. Um, uh, I want to say a, a big thank you to Mr. Uh, John Bubb. Uh, you can find him on his website, Amadalus, Amadeus. Amadeus. I'm, you know, I swear. Amadeus. I, I, it's A-M-A-D-A-I-S. And Deus is basically the French word for platform. So oh. That's why it's spelled Amadeus. So that's uh, A-M-A-D-A-I-S.com. Yeah. I always screw that up. I, just, I know. People find it so hard to do it. I'm like, eh. That's why I'm always saying it, you know. So, so here's your so here's your website. So, what do you what do you blog about? What do you talk about on your site? Uh, I like to go to YouTube and find people on there that are amazing singers that aren't necessarily mainstream. They're just people that cover songs, are trying to get into business, that are just phenomenal. Like this guy, uh, Carmelo Manzoni. He was on X Factor in Australia. Man, that guy's got some crazy voice. And of course, I would have never known about that if it wasn't for YouTube. So I like to go to YouTube, find these type of people, and put them on our, on my website for other people to discover. Because it's so fun discovering undiscovered singers. You know, and I got a I got a one guy. Uh, I I think his name's John Bartlett. He did a cover of uh, some John Mayer and some Jamiroquai stuff. I mean, really, he goes all over the map. Really talented kid. I think he's out of the UK as well. Um, and uh, I'll pass him along to you. I mean, he, I think he should be absolutely. Featured. Yeah, good stuff. So Amadeus.com, and you can also follow Mr. John Bubb on Twitter if you want to, at Suncast, S-U-N-K-A-S-T. And he also moonlights on the GFQ network with his uh, great stuff over there, uh, Big Brother Rewind, Tech News Weekly. <laughs> you do all the video editing for the GFQ mm-hmm. network as well. Are you on any other shows other than those two that I don't know about, John? Um, I think that's it. Okay. But yeah, check him out, and uh, he's always a welcome guest here on Geek Gamer Weekly, no matter the interface that he has on his home theater PC. <laughs> the other John, John Kessler, he's our EVE Online specialist. He uh, he holds down the chat room. Yep. It's, um, it's, he it's also fights down. fires in his spare time, but not so much anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> but you still sport the occasional fire complex T-shirt. Not tonight. Not, not tonight, though. No. 
And in honor of our esteemed birthday boy, John is wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Yep. Joe looks out at his shirt. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but John Kessler, you can't follow him on Twitter, but he's not nope. there. But uh, if you want to friend him up, I'd say on Xbox Live or maybe an Eve. Can someone friend you on Eve? Can you actually give that name out, or, or, or is that forbidden? No, it's it's Cisco Space eighteen forty one. That rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Which, which which spelling of Cisco? Oh yeah, spell Cisco, please. C i s c o. C i s c o. Cisco. Like the router. So the, yes. Yeah, like the. Well, yeah, they, the, they, basically, it's just an SSID number. No. Well, he, actually, well, yeah. There's a story behind it. I well, yeah, when I tell was doing story. the, um, love to hear uh, this. This is great stuff. Go. When I was doing the demo, I needed the name. I just looked over and the Cisco H41 router on the shelf next to me. I used that. So and, you literally saw a router. <laughs> it's like, and you're like, that's my name. That is awesome. That'll be the name. Oh my um, god, that's so creative. Yes, and then actually, one of the guys uh, I play Eve quite a bit uh, works for Cisco. He's like, oh yeah, he goes, I got so so. Not only you're advertising for the company, and you're not getting any money for it. No, that's an outdated unit. I mean, if you're trying to be like, hey, uh, Captain Cisco from from Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, no. okay, that all right, fine, I'll give no. you that. But Cisco. a router, really? Yep. Whatever. Pretty lame, huh? Our birthday boy this week, only one night only. This one night, night tonight, only. until next year. Joseph, actually next year, this will be the only Geek Gamer Weekly on your birthday for at least what? A while, because I, I doesn't think, the day rotate every year? It's like so. every, uh, yeah, it's every four years. It yeah, should be, right with the leap year, except on, unless there's a hundred year gap. Anyway, it doesn't. Mister yeah. Joseph Falby, your birthday boy, and hopefully you had a great birthday today, Joe. Did you do uh, anything fun, interesting, or exciting? I not too bad. Um, my sister and I have the same birthday. We're, we were born two years apart on the same day. Creepy. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so uh, she and I she and I often <laughs> end up celebrating it together, going out somewhere and doing something. Um, so today, uh, she was actually up at, out at the house for the weekend, and um, she and I went out to a place called Wow Burger in uh, in Wilsonville, which I know you guys have never heard of because it's a local place, but they make the most amazing burgers you've ever had. Uh, next time you guys are down here, you we have to go. Um, but uh, it's really really good. Uh, and then we uh, we helped her move some stuff into and out of her apartment, and uh, and um, uh, ended up going to Ben and Jerry's. I'd never been to a Ben and Jerry's before, so we wow. went to Ben and Jerry's. So, but no, it seems exciting. Yeah, right. Anyway, but it was yeah. uh, uh, it was it was a good time. I, I had fun. So you know, uh, I, I know you don't frequent. Face- oh, and, and I'm sorry, I, f- I completely spaced it. Yesterday we went to the Maker Fair up at Omsi. Oh, um, it's cool. the inaugural Portland Maker Fair. It was uh, up at Omsi. Really, really cool. They had it out in one of their parking lots and uh, just a, a, a few rows of uh, people with booths set up, different things they'd made. They had um, there was an ungodly number of uh, maker bots, which are the the little um, home uh, uh, printer, uh, 3D yeah, printer to boxes. Yeah. Um, they had a bunch of really cool stuff like that. Some uh, some really amazing projects going on. Found a place, uh, a guy who was uh, pushing um, pushing this place. They make. Uh, integrated or printed circuit boards for you. Um, you actually design your circuit board. You send it to them. They make them really, really cheap. Uh, I think he said it's five cents or five dollars a square inch, and uh, they'll print them out and ship them back to you. Um, really, really cool stuff, and uh, just an, uh, an awesome, awesome place. Uh, if you, if there's, I know they're pushing more maker fairs around around the U.S. and it's uh, it's maker f a i r e maker fair. Um, the old English spelling affair. Uh, but if there's one happening in your area, I, I strongly encourage you to go check it out. They're really, really cool. They're a lot of fun. Um, you'll get to see some really cool projects and some really interesting people. Yeah, um, the, but the, the next one actually 
is right in Andrews Arian's backyard in Queens. Oh. Uh, it's going to be at the New York Hall of Science uh, Saturday and Sunday, September 29th and 30th. World Faker, uh, World Maker Fair, New York. Uh, 500 maker exhibits. Yeah, you know, you know. So this one wasn't nearly that big. This was the first one Portland's ever hosted. Yeah, uh, it, they're hoping to do one, uh, do them every year uh, in different cities around the world. It started out, I think, in San Francisco. Yep. Um, but they're, uh, they're branching out. Yeah, Bay Area. Yeah, Bay Area. Anyway, yep. yeah. So they're um, if you're not from San Francisco, it's all the same city. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're, uh, uh, but um, but they're hoping to branch out and do more and more places. And they are a really cool place to go and a really cool thing to go and check out and uh, learn about all some all kinds of weird, fascinating things that you can do. John, you need to tell Andrew to go cover this thing, man. He needs to head yeah. down there. It's in his backyard. Yeah. Gotta get him a live view. Yeah. Totally. He he I no I I uh, I did it all by myself. I'm not going to help anybody. All right, sorry. I'm, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Little inside podcasting stuff. Uh, I want to remind everybody uh, that everything that you've seen here today will be soon posted on GeekGamer.tv. That is our website for everything broadcasting of geeks and gamers, video and audio. Everything's all there. Pack stuff is still being posted. Uh, I mean, I have so much packs footage. Um, and I've been so busy with my personal work life. Uh, I wish I could do this full time, but uh, with my normal full time job. So we got a lot of stuff on there. If you missed last week's great episode with uh, Andrew Zarian and Brian Brushwood, also all of our PAX coverage is here. If you click on the PAX 2012 button, it will take you to our PAX Media Hub, where here you will see everything that we've done to this point posted on the site. Uh, we've had our interview with Mojang on there. Uh, Torchlight 2 preview, our Wii U U impressions. Uh, We also talked with the Flowmaster from Twit, Alex Gumpel. All that is there on our website at geekgamer.tv. I want to thank the chat room for joining us. We do this every Sunday evening at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. We're also simulcasted thanks to the GFQ Network, and you can check them out at gfqnetwork.com. Thanks, guys. Yes. For Mr. John Kessler, John Bub. Mr. Birthday Boy, Joseph Falby. I am Chase Nunes. Thanks for watching Geek Gamer Weekly. We'll see you again next week for another edition. Till we all talk again, we are all silent. Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie. Birthday Boy. <laughs> Say it, Joe. What? Say it. What? Say it. Bob, Bob Saget? Yes! Yes! Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get David Miller... <laughs>